This podcast features three supposed adults who definitely use adult language. They're also supposedly writers who are definitely not procrastinating by making this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to No Bad Ideas, the storytelling game show where we take the worst ideas from the internet and try to turn them into stories that are actually good. My name is Gabriel Urbina, and I am your first Bad Ideas host. My name is Sarah Shackett. I'm your second Bad Ideas host. And my name is Zach Valenti, your third Bad Ideas host. Guys, here in New York, it's suddenly so cold and so dark and so rainy. Like, I don't think the sun's the sun has been out at all today. I haven't been this happy in months. I was gonna like, say, literally in months. I was gonna be say, and, th- and that's your dream. Yeah, the time no, is now. I'm so thrilled. <laughs> Resident vampire, or is it? It's not a vampire thing. I was going to say, what mythical beast thrives in the cold? Hmm, um, hmm. Unclear. Uh, We'll come back to that, Esther. That's that's what I got. You're an abominable snowman? That's a good snow-based thing, and I am pretty abominable. So we'll we'll, we'll go with that. (laughs) I love my sweatshirt, and no one asks what it's made out of. Don't worry about it. Excellent. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening to your resident's anti-summer show, this is No Bad Ideas, the show where we find terrible notions that someone had and then pretend that a big studio executive at a, at a movie studio has given us just 10 very short minutes to try to pitch how we can turn those bad ideas into good stories. And Zach, I believe that we are beginning with one of your bad ideas today. Yes. Or at least a bad idea that you have found. Yes, indeed. And... Uh... It's a weird one. All right. A concerning one. Once again, I bring you to Kotaku.com for Ah. TikTok's ugly, quote, NPC in real life trend reflects the worst side (sighs) of growing up online. I think I saw this and it is a weird, bad Ah. idea. Yeah, I think I saw this and it's horrible. It's unfortunate. Is it? Kotaku or Kotaku? You know what? I've never I don't said that word know. aloud. I was going to say, I've never I've been always in the called room. it Kotaku, but it is probably what you said. Tweet I've... us and let yeah. us know, everybody. <laughs> Seriously. At, we're at No Bad Ideas Pod. We need your help. <laughs> you can tweet voices now, right? <laughs> Send us a voicemail at. No. So now to the article. I've been seeing these weird videos for at least a year. What I'd call the, quote, NBC in real life trend on TikTok. Videos which involve harassing, embarrassing, or frightening people in public. Harassment is a staple of online life, something I placidly accept from YouTube prank channels, niche celebrity drama, and my Twitter reply guys. But these videos needled me in a unique way, as if watching them sunk my hand into a bowl of sweet gum tree seeds because their creators had a unique justification It's okay to bother other people, they said, because other people are nothing more than non-playable characters. Yep. 
More than anything else, thinking this way seems embarrassing. When I see these videos, which try extruding entertainment from bothering older people, possibly unhoused people, and service workers, I feel like our cultural myopia is worsening. Being the progenitor of your own personal social media content doesn't make you God, but seeing everyone around you as thoughtless, NPCs, an easy target, eases you into giving up your empathy and believing otherwise. Everything that defines a non-playable character is right in the name. In a video game, NPCs are characters you can't play even if you'd really like to kill a man with NPC Princess Guinevere's generous bosom and dark souls, as I know I would says the author. Uh, haven't we all been there? We all know what exactly what that sentiment is. Yeah. That is. Obviously. I mean, I have always wanted to pet the dogs in Breath of the Wild and I'm not <laughs> able to do that. So I would like that patch to be fixed. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Anyone who isn't an NPC is a hero. The protagonist. Right. The author continues. Uh, this kind of character arrangement might be inherently individualistic. But it's not distinct. It mimics those found in the mythological narrative arc known as the hero's journey. In of many course. movies, and in the ubiquitous first-person eye of many songs. Nothing makes video game characters particularly more prone to selfish metaphors than the character in those other art forms, except perhaps the fact that NPC is a more specific term than background character or extra, mm -hmm. and more neutral than antagonist or the best friend. Video game protagonists, too, are charged with a kind of positive action you can't find elsewhere by virtue of their actions being linked, barring cutscenes, to the players. If viewers could fire every gun in John Woo's plastic surgery thriller Face Off 2, maybe I'd be writing about the Nicolas Cage in real life TikTok trend instead. What a wild article. Like... Like store, like idea aside, like this yeah. is a wild article. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> it's a hot take. Uh, so the origin of Urban Dictionary's snobbish 2018 interpretation of an NPC, quote, seemingly a human that is unable to think objectively, becomes clearer with this in mind. Other people, animals, puppies that need a leader. Half-formed humans whose joy and aspirations are found in helping you find the right train to get to class on time. And you, uh -huh. the you're the ultimate faultless main character, unhappy that all these extraneous personalities are meddling with your quest. Though the Urban Dictionary definition has been born from lazy political dissatisfaction, it lists both, quote, fuck Trump, ban guns, and, quote, fuck Hillary, ban immigrants, as things NPCs say. The TikTok inter interpretation of NPC is more general, like other online interpretations going back to as early as 2011, but equally sticky with condescension. When you search, quote, NPC in real life on TikTok, you'll be confronted with results that garner millions and millions of views, with mm -hmm. the highest volume of videos posted between spring 2022 and now. The type of content varies, and videos are rarely about actual video games. One of the most watched NPC videos with 16.8 million views shows a bunch of boys pretending to be Grand Theft Auto NPCs, but another with 12.5 million views following a kid snarling at a passing classmate, ostensibly to help himself cope with living among, quote, too many NPCs. The most prolific anti-NPC creator might be British TikToker Big C. The Dawn. 
whose entire account and combined 15.3 million likes advertise all caps telling NPCs weird things, telling NPCs weird things too, singing Skeptica on tube to NPCs, and telling NPCs weird things three. And all seems, these links take seems you... like a legit library of content. Yes. Yeah, all these are links that, that take you into the Alexandria of bad behavior in public. Um, <laughs> these kinds of grating displays of obnoxiousness are the most popular type of NPC videos, though teenagers often do NPC interviews with kids at school. And Dazed writes that some NPC videos have more to do with an increased interest in simulation theory, with the video maker enacting robotic game-like character movements to an unsuspecting onlooker must seem almost unnerving, akin to swallowing the red pill. But to me, a 23-year-old and an older member of the much-philosophized-about-Gen-Z... We're sorry. I think TikTok's <laughs> distasteful use of NPC can be attributed to my generation living most of our lives small, alone, and online. In my most crucial years... And tween okay, Tom Anderson, protagonist yeah. of The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> in my most crucial years, the tween and the teens, I formed my identity and understanding of community through chat rooms, blogs, and group texts. I never saw who I was talking to on the other end. I posted selfies on Instagram, stories on an archive of our own, lunchtime thoughts on Twitter, songs on SoundCloud. I saw other people's selfies and other people's stories, but in a physical sense, everything was filtered through my isolation. It was only my face I could get up and see in my computer's reflection. It was only my typing that told everyone what I believed. Using a computer isn't totally different from a previous generation's pastime of solo TV watching or writing letters, but only a computer allows someone to parse and transmute their physical and emotional selves into neat digital packages, otherwise known as social media posts. For some members of Gen Z, the first generation to have social media access from birth, the way we understand ourselves was more informed by what we did, alone, lit by the light of a screen, than by other people. The internet, with its limitlessness, its photo booth filters that could distort your self-image even more than a magazine's unreasonable expectations, made more of an impression on us than sitting in a cafeteria and noticing that the other people around us were anxious, loving, and alive, too. When I was younger, spending most of my time concerned with my internal and personal digital world, I think that I stopped seeing that everyone around me was fully breathing. They looked to me like empty-headed NPCs, but then I grew up. I learned to listen and care for other people. I learned Good that egotism exactly. I learned that egotism made any self-granted hero status diminish quickly. It hurts you and people trying to help you on your journey. And quote NPCs, are they really so mindless? Is it so terrible to be a helpful member of a well-meaning collective? NPCs have stories, families, and feelings too. Being like everyone else isn't bad, so I don't need to be the hero. Sometimes I'm fine with being someone else's NPC. And with that cheery final thought. What a strange first chapter of a memoir <laughs> yeah. that this man wrote. I put 10 minutes on the clock. I want to, like, everyone that is thinking, I'm just like, we have books on solipsism, guys. This is not a <laughs> new well, that's also, that's, that's the thing. Like, there's a part of me that's like someone who is really troubled by, you know, sort of the, the, the issues of, of empathy 
affecting Gen Z. I want to send them back to like the 1870s and see that it's all the same shit. Everyone's worried about all the same shit. All the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, because at the end of the day, we're all... Do people really want to work? Are men too effeminate now? (laughs) Is time changing? Like, why don't we just sit and talk to people the way they used to do? I swear to God. The way it used to be. Yeah. Like, people have been worried about this since the onset of modernity, if not longer. Right. that's I don't think that that rant makes a good movie. So I'm trying to think of another know, way Sarah, in. Is there perhaps a movie that opens in a completely blank white space uh-huh. in the middle of which inexplicably there is a tree stump? And then you walk on, get up on top of the tree stump, mm-hmm. and then just deliver this rant. Long version, unabridged edition. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Look, at least one person at Sundance would think it was amazing. I'm just saying. Well, if, if Sundance wants to sponsor this performance art piece, get at me. Uh, let me know. But I think what I would like to do is force someone to actually like in in a video, like someone gets transplanted into a video game reality and discovers uh-huh. that they are not, in fact, the hero. They are an NPC and has sure. to deal with the fact that there's like heroic shit going around. But okay, they're stuck I, like that. I like that. I like that. In like you the know. general store. You know, <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, and it is so free guy. Yeah, it's kind of free guy. it's kind of free guy, although I won't spoil it. But sure. <laughs> but yeah, but so basically someone loves video games, wants to live in a video game. Perhaps it's a, you know, San Junipero after lifestyle thing of kind of yeah. when you die, your consciousness gets uploaded and you can a be a part of a video game. And he's like, yes, let's go. And unfortunately, he doesn't realize that he only has enough money for the bronze package. <laughs> And so, yeah. Or so then even he better, has... like it, it grades your life. Like you get a life score. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this is now a much darker episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> I actually really love that because then it is kind of like we will give you the video game position that you are most well suited to. And it's exactly. like, well, we reviewed your life and you actually spent most of it still in one space in front of a screen. So congratulations. You are the new cash register NPC at the Pokemart, you know? You don't don't get to have Pokemon. Don't be silly. You get to when the protagonist finally rolls through town, Mm -hmm. and it might take a long time because this is a big video game. Yeah. You get to sell them their Pokeballs. But until then... Just please quietly stand here. You can only wander so far from the cash register before, before it's you a white start void to, with yeah. just a tree stump on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is suddenly a very kind of doable low budget movie because now we just True. need that Pokemart set. So maybe Sundance is back on the table, baby. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um, I think they have a new director, Ernesto. Get at us. <laughs> No, so I was going to ask, so I think that that's a killer setup, but then is it's kind of a path forks in the woods from that setup because version A is all about him and some other disgruntled NPC characters, you know, leading a charge to break the corrupt system, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's a version of it that is just, and now over the course of the next 10,000 years, this man makes peace with his existence or lack thereof. Eventually makes 
one friend. Right. Yeah. It is kind of a chilling update of waiting for Godot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> Maybe today will be the day that player one will come by the Pokemart. Oh, man. Maybe not. Ready player one? Question mark? (laughs) I mean, that can be a crushing realization at some point of kind of, no, we haven't even plugged in the player character yet. We haven't found someone with the right score. Like, we're waiting. Waiting. And there being guys going, I've been here for seven years and you're telling me that for that entire time, the possibility of the guy showing up was zero. Like there wasn't even a guy yet. That's right, baby. It is a very dark episode of Black Mirror that we are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. WPC. (laughs) Coming this summer. Yeah. And I, I wonder if it needs to like stay dark all the way through or if like we can because I, I liked where that article ended up going of just like, you know, finding uplift within community, which is what these online spaces were designed to build initially. Yeah. Right. And that like to actually do that, you need to surrender some of the curation that you're able to do and just like be with people. And so like the only way that this guy actually makes real friends is by standing in the Pokemart with like the other dudes who stand in the Pokemart. It is eventually revealed that he can get upgraded to a better position, but he needs to improve his life score, which means he needs to find a way to live fully and fulfillingly and constructively correct. Yes. Yes. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and I think that if in order for this to work, there need to be like three other people at the mm-hmm. Pokemart. It can't just yes, be him just on be his him. own. Yeah. yeah. Which usually there's like what like there's like the the Mart station and then the nurse and then like there's they can have right, and there's in the a same random building. guy in the corner just being like, I love lemonade. It's good for you if you go and talk to him. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, so there can be a random lemonade guy in the mix. Oh, man. The random lemonade guy doesn't want to be a main character, but he would really uh, like to upgrade to a guy who gives a side quest. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's um, the bender scene where they go on a lemonade bender. <laughs> or, uh, right, 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 right. Spoiler, it was hard oh, lemonade. Oh, man. If side questing wasn't a podcast, we could call it that. Yeah. But yeah. But then so, yeah. And so I think that there is kind of this stranger than fiction quality to this of kind of He wants to go on, he spends his entire real life wanting to go on these fake lives of adventure. He dies and then has to kind of reckon with, I need to now live a better life in this very tightly contained artificial space in order to be able to leave said tightly contained artificial space. Yeah. It probably takes a good long while. One would assume. I don't I don't think this is a series necessarily, but this would make like a great hundred minute feature, I think. In the ninety seconds left on the clock, how does it end? What's it called? Who's starring? I mean, presumably it does it ends with him at least getting upgraded to in my mind, it kind of ends with him getting upgraded not to a PC, but to a better kind of NPC. Yeah. Like he at least gets to be a park ranger now or something where there's he has a bigger area and a wider you sure. know, range of activities and it's now kind of a like great and i'll get my score back up again and keep moving up in the world right but um, still able to sort of see his friends in the town and things yeah yeah exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah 
there is some Jeremy Baramy thing where he thinks that he's only been there for a little while and then it's revealed that it's like this game has now been running in the real world only you know 70 days or whatever but in our artificially dilated time perception you've been here for thousands and thousands of days and all the days are the same here so why would you keep track of it but no you've been here for a very long time my guy right like it's chronicles of narnia rules yeah who would do this is an excellent question who's Who a young man yeah exactly i kind of see daniel Radcliffe being good oh, for sure. something like this um yeah, i could see that yeah um the lemonade guys elijah wood this is what how they finally get together finally about time <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly yeah, yeah yeah and in lieu of a better title and running out of time we're just gonna call it about time as well yeah Perfect. why not because that Boom. is in fact time <laughs> Amazing. Uh, with apologies to the Richard Curtis movie that uh, already is called About Time. Yeah. Well, nobody remembers. Donald that. Gleason also wouldn't be bad movie. at this. Also would be not. Also would be not bad for this. You're right, Sarah. Yeah. And yeah, that is a that's a fun little movie. Yeah, it's charming. Yeah, but I think it's been long enough that the name's fair game. All right. Well, we're gonna go inquire about the, um, you know, the market SEO situation for about time and see how viable that is. But we'll be right back with another bad idea. Hello there, Zach Valenti, jumping into this episode with this brief reminder that we have an active Patreon page to support the production of No Bad Ideas and all the other crazy worlds we're building behind the scenes. To check that out, scope the sweet rewards we offer for monthly subscriptions, as well as how to sign up yourself. Head on over to NoBadIdeasPodcast.com slash support. Once more, that's nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. If you already support the show, we so appreciate that. And regardless, thank you for listening. All right, let's get back to more No Bad Ideas. All right, and welcome back, everybody, to No Bad Ideas. I have the next bad idea, and Zach, Sarah, I bring before you a choice. Okay. Okay. So you don't get a choice about the fact that we're going into the bowels of Reddit, Am I the Asshole? Excellent. Um, we're, we're, we're going in there. Great. And I was all set, <laughs> locked and loaded, to bring in a pretty R-rated Am I the Asshole idea. Okay. And then I kind of went, mm, no, you know, consent is important before I just sort of like <laughs> spring something pretty Jesus. spicy and pretty R-rated on you. I should offer the choice. So I have found another pretty bad and pretty funny bad idea that is distinctly rated PG-13. Okay. Um, that one is slightly longer. So my question is, you know, as Clint Eastwood so famously uh, asked once, are you feeling spicy? Punk? 
how down are you guys to clown with something pretty disturbing in a uh, spicy way? I think I can handle it. I've got a bunch of dairy nearby. Excellent. Sarah, you down? Yeah, I'm down. All right. I mean, it's just people being stupid. Well, just you wait. Here we go. Alighting the headline to not spoil the surprise. But here we go. There will be a link to this Reddit post in the episode description if you'd like to read along. I am going to elide the top level headline just to not uh, spoil the surprise. But if you would like to read along, dear listeners, there will be a link to this post in the episode description. Let's dive on in. The post reads, I'm just going to get right to it. My, I'm a 25 year old female boyfriend. He's 28 and male likes to be called daddy in bed while we're being intimate. I didn't know that you were bringing the plot of the film Blonde to us. (laughs) Uh, You're maybe going to regret saying that shortly, Sarah. Hold. Oh, I know I am, but like I'm just got to lean in. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so this man likes to be called daddy in bed while they're being intimate. I've obliged this request, but it's starting to creep me out. And I've decided I don't want to do it anymore, which. Good for you. Boundaries are important. He is not happy with this and insists it has nothing to do with the connotation of the word. He just simply enjoys hearing me say it. Since he wasn't budging on the issue, I told him I'd like for him to call me grandma in bed as a compromise. (laughs) Oh, boy. As a compromise, he, you said. As a compromise, everyone's unhappy. He <laughs> didn't like this option and said it was giving him visuals he would prefer not to have. Which you she don't say. You don't say. <laughs> the original poster literally adds, like, okay, join the fucking club. Anyway, the last time he tried to initiate intimacy with me, I started to refer to myself as grandma in the third person. <laughs> Do you God like when grandma woman. does that, etc.? Oh my God. He flew off the handle. Said I ruined the mood, oh. made him feel gross. Did he and get some quinkies for the room? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a callback to a past episode. <laughs> to a past episode, yeah. Phenomenal callback, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> said he ruined the mood made him feel gross and i was being ridiculous i think i proved my point but he thinks i'm being an asshole so am i the asshole for making my boyfriend call me grandma in bed reads the top headline yeah no you're not (laughs) no absolutely Uh, not also you should maybe break up with this guy yeah 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 well, Ooh, uh, okay. let me start this 10-minute timer. Damn. Uh, whew, where do you go from there? I mean, the problem <laughs> is that she had a great idea, which was to turn it back onto him. Yeah. And make him yeah. as uncomfortable as she was being made. No, and and like the genius of it is escalating straight to grandma over oh, yeah. mommy. Because like mommy has its yeah. own set of problems. This is true. And it was just like, no, 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 no. That was a good master stroke. No, incredibly clever. We we stand a queen. Um, 
<laughs> but I'm trying to figure out how to escalate it further for our storytelling purposes. Mm-hmm. I kind of think like I want to subsume it into like a larger story about like how to get people to break up with you or something like. But that's mm. too close to like failure to launch. I don't know. Sure. What are you thinking, Zach? <sighs> I mean, I think that there is like that old expression of relationships are compromise. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking that for the sake of having 90 minutes for a movie, if we are going yeah. to turn this into a movie, it can't just be, here's this weird thing. Let me one up you with this weird thing. Okay. Let's call it quits. Yeah. I think it has to be like, they, te- like they kind of keep one upping each other. And like, I don't know how dark we want to go in the sense of like, does in the fictionalized version, grandma awaken something within this man? (laughs) (laughs) That's the other thing is that like, it could be that like, as gross as you may think it is, daddy is like a fairly common predilection. And it could be that these people just are into some weird kinky shit. And so they're one-upping each other and like figuring out that they are in fact perfect for each other because the thing that they thought they would bring up as a compromise, the other person was like, I'm not sure about that, but what about this? And this person is, and then the the partner is like, Insert community gif. I hope this doesn't awaken something in me. Exactly. Right, right. Exactly. Lars von Trier is listening. Oh, no. (laughs) It would be him, though. It would be him. It would be him. Grandma Christ. Yeah. If you haven't seen any Lars von Trier movies, that's a thing you can do, I guess. I was like, how is Sarah going to land this plane? And I think that that is the only way that that plane could have been landed. I mean, you can also run razor blades across your eyeballs, but I wouldn't. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of things that you can do with your life. The um, As always with these things and, you know, and I think that sort of that I am trying to squirm out of a relationship that I don't want to be in yeah. is a mainstay of the No Bad Ideas plot <laughs> chest. In no small part because of how many bad ideas kind of revolve around things relationships like that, that yes. people should get out of mm-hmm. yeah so as always with those sorts of things i'm always curious about what is the reason why just break up with him is not an option on the mm-hmm. table is it that these two people are the heirs of two kingdoms in Europe and have been set up in an arranged marriage. And if either one of them broke it off, it would actually be very bad for their respective country. It would sort of be something that would have geopolitical consequences. So you really kind of do need to win the game of chicken for it to be a thing. Yeah. Or like someone who is like surprise elected to high office mm-hmm. and suddenly these two people are under a lot of scrutiny that they wouldn't be otherwise. And so then, of course, it can end with like them being incredibly kinky, like at a sure. big sure. social function um, and getting caught. And it can be funny. But yeah, something like that, I think, adds as a layer of difficulty to it. I actually, Sarah, really like that hidden gear for this that you just discovered, where the opening of the movie can be, I'm going to get him to break up with me by pretending to be into this like super ultra kinky shit montage into, oh no, I've discovered that we're both into this like ultra kinky shit. 
But then immediately, oh, wow, your mother just got elected president of the United States unexpectedly. Yes. We are now under 24-hour paparazzo surveillance. And it would be a story if the son of the first female president of the United States and his call me grandpa fetish were, you know, discovered. Yes, were widely known. Yes. And I like that adjustment that it's like the, it's it's the parent who is like the president. Yeah. Because like it would be, you know, if, if it's someone who is a seasoned campaigner, it's like, OK, well, why are you in this situation? But it's just like these are two people who are just doing their first jobs at a nonprofit out of college, figuring life out, you know. And mom originally ran as like a protest candidacy that it really took off. You know, like 12 months ago, nobody thought that she had any chance. And the perfect storm Mm -hmm. came together. The leaders of both of the major parties both had to drop out at the last moment. Their replacements were not nearly as popular. Yada, 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 yada. It rained in California on election day, all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, like, there is kind of this element of, yeah, nobody, like, took it that seriously. Nobody vetted it as seriously. And now, all of a sudden, every camera lens in the world is pointed at our bedroom. Perhaps literally. Or at our lives. But, yeah. you know, yeah. At a certain point, there can be a camera pointed at their bedroom. Or they can think there's a camera pointed at their bedroom but not know where it is. <laughs> uh, there's all sorts of things we can do with this. I like yeah. this now. Hooray. <laughs> right, right. Cue the uh, KGB agent stand in. Oh, boy. Right. Oh, Lord. Yeah. There's <laughs> geopolitical implications to this. How much time do we have? Uh, you have two minutes and 20 seconds. And that's a good question of, you know, is this the starring Seth Rogen, maybe a young Seth Rogen comedy version of it, where it is kind of just this joke of these two people wanting to have sex and not being able to. Right. Or is it the, you know intense oscar nominated thriller about two people that are being you know that the compromise material has been found on them and they are being forced to spy against their parents against their will or whatever Uh, i i kind of there aren't enough comedies right now yeah so i i kind of want to keep it in in the comedy vein Uh, and that can be you know that they can be approached to like potentially spy because they're compromised or whatever. Um, Are you fan of home movie? Yeah, right. Um, but that can that can be sort of like a comedy escalation and dealt yeah. with in in the final um, set piece of the movie. Right, 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 right. Yeah, cool. Well, you have a little under a minute left now. So, what is it called? Uh, who is in it, and how does it end? In whatever order you would like to answer those questions. I mean, it's either like. The grandparents or like Compromat? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm blanking on a title. Safe words for this. might be a good one. Safe words That's is not good. Bad. That's not bad. Yeah. I think Sydney Sweeney for the girl, maybe. She hasn't done Ooh. a ton of comedy and I think would be good at it. I'm yeah. thinking about the guy though. Uh yeah. Well, it's a thing that we can it. come back yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any thoughts on how it ends? We have ten seconds on the clock. Oh, they get discovered and and it turns out that lots of people are weird. No kink shaming. Hooray. 
Excellent. Brilliant. <laughs> All right. That is time. Thank you both very much. It only boosts the president's popularity. I'm just yep, saying. Yep. She won that second election in an even bigger landslide. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I like that. And they're that's secretary good. of educations, the co-chairs of. <laughs> hey, yeah. They're both ambassadors for sex education. Right. Nice. Nice. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Excellent. Beautiful. That came in for a much better landing than I would have possibly imagined when I was reading over the Am I the Asshole post. Wow. That truly is the dark corner of the internet that giveth. Yep. It's, it's always dark. Every single time. This has been No Bad Ideas, produced by Gabrielle Urbina, Sarah Shackett, and Zach Valenti. Many thanks to our patrons for their partnership in making this show happen. And a special shout out to our idealist members, Jennifer Schneider, Rena Sarame, Jeffrey Felsher, and Dia. Today's episode features music by Statesher and Jazar from freemusicarchive.org. You can support the show at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. And if you love this show, please leave a rating or review wherever you listen and share it with someone you love.